I made a pastoral call on a woman named Marie Auden one snowy afternoon in the middle of December. I had started as the interim pastor at a church on the east side of St. Paul, Minnesota, in an old working class neighborhood, and had asked a handful of that church's members to draw up a list of shut-ins, a list of shut-ins I should visit. As the group was going through their list with me, we came to Mrs. Auden's name. She's a retired grade school teacher. She's got to be well into her 90s, they informed me, with one of them adding that his son, now middle-aged with grown kids of his own, had her in whatever grade. You will love visiting with Mrs. Auden, they all agreed. I was invited into Mrs. Auden's modest home there on St. Paul's east side by her caretaker. And I noticed as I walked through her living room and toward the kitchen, dozens of Christmas cards. Christmas cards hanging by the fold from strings stretched across and thumbtacked at both ends to the walls. I then sat down at Mrs. Auden's kitchen table. She was sitting across from me. After we had exchanged a few pleasantries, she abruptly asked, What do you think of the world? And my first thought was, Oh no, here we go again. I was afraid that I was in for another one of those harangues about the way things are these days, how things aren't like they were back in the good old days, back when things were better and people were decent. Well, I wasn't sure what I should say. So I braced myself for what I was sure was coming and asked her what she thought, what she thought about the world. And I remember, I remember her setting the point of her right elbow on the kitchen table and holding her brow in her right hand. She paused and then, looking at me from behind her wrist, she solemnly declared, I love it. I just love the world. She looked down at the table in front of her for a moment and then back up at me, her right hand falling to grasp her left wrist, her eyes large behind the thick lenses of her glasses. And the dirtiest and the orneriest, I think I love them most of all, she exclaimed. She said that and I remember her eyes growing even larger as if she could see them yet, the dirtiest and the orneriest of her many students, those whom she loved most of all. I am sure she could see them still. In her mind's eye, could she see them yet? Do you understand? Do you understand what I am saying? She asked with not a little bit of urgency in her voice. And I remember being thrown off my game not a little bit, and taking a moment to collect myself and my thoughts. Yes, I, I think I do, I answered. About half an hour later, my visit with her complete. I was in her living room putting on my hat, jacket, and gloves. She was still back in the kitchen, still sitting at the table drinking her tea. As I was thus preparing myself to go back out into the snow, I found myself looking at all of those Christmas cards. 
Most of them are from former students of hers, said her caretaker quietly, as though she were a docent at an art museum. And I felt I had made less of a pastoral call that afternoon and more of a pilgrimage to some ancient oracle. I think about that afternoon cold and snowy. I think about Mrs. Auden and what she said to me. I think about her often. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and Mrs. Auden was wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but she was not afraid. Mrs. Auden wasn't. I wasn't sure, wasn't sure there for a moment, wasn't sure what was going to come out of her mouth when I asked her what she thought about the world. I was afraid she would start in about how things aren't the way they used to be, how things have gone terribly, terribly wrong, some bitter and fearful disquisition about the sorry state of the world, be afraid, be very afraid. But she didn't, much to my relief. She wasn't afraid wasn't afraid of anything. And in fact, being afraid is not exactly what that word means there at Psalm 111. Fear of the Lord doesn't mean being afraid of God. It doesn't mean that God has a gun or a big stick and means to do you harm, so you should be afraid of God. No, it means something more like, like knowing or sensing or being aware of some great power, a great power, a power greater by far than our own and greater by far than any other. It means being aware of the fact that we live and move and have our being in the presence of this great power. It means sensing and somehow knowing that we live and move and have our being in the presence of God, the sensing and knowing, this awareness is the beginning of wisdom. I think of that snowy afternoon often. I think of Mrs. Auden. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and wisdom being wise, what is it? It is having a sense, having a sense of how the world works, of what it is that makes the world tick and spin round and round. It is knowing the sense of things, a sense the world makes. Wisdom is knowing how the world works, sensing what makes it tick and spin, and it is knowing how it is you can fit in, can fit in with the workings of the world, how it is you can be a part of it as it ticks and spins, a part of its ticking and spinning. Wisdom is having a good sense of how what you think and say and do fits. Fits with the sense the world makes. Wisdom is knowing how to be a part of things, how what you think and say and do matches and fits with what it is that makes the world tick and spin. That's what wisdom is. It is knowing how the world spins and what makes it spin. And it is knowing how you fit, 
how what you think and say and do can fit with the reason of the world and the reason for the world. And Mrs. Arden had it. She had wisdom, was very wise. She surprised me. When I turned her question back and asked her what she thought, what she thought about the world, she surprised me. I love it. I just love it, she said to me. She knew what makes the world tick and spin. We read at John chapter 3, verse 16, that God, that this great power, this great power in which we live and move, that God so loves the world, it is why God made the world and all that is in it, including you, in the first place. Why? Because God wanted something to love. That's why. Something to love. God so loves this world, and so it ticks and spins. Mrs. Auden knew that, understood that, and you can see how her thoughts matched and fit. I just love the world. God so loves the world, and Mrs. Auden loved it too. Her thoughts and her words and her deeds all matched and fit. And the dirtiest and the orneriest, I think I loved them most of all, she said. Her eyes got really big. She knew. She knew what made the world go round and round, the reason for it. She understood why God made the world and why God made you and me. Why? Well, because God wanted someone to love, that's why. And love us, God will, no matter what, no matter how dirty, no matter how ornery. God's love never ends. It will never fail, always and ever. And the dirtiest and the orneriest, I think I love them most of all, and I'm thinking maybe God loves them most of all, too. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? And I said that I thought I did. I think I really did understand. And I could see the fruit of her wisdom hanging from the strings strung across her living room wall. Strings of Christmas cards. Dozens and dozens of them. Cards Cards sent to her by former students of hers, these sending her Christmas cards even then decades later. Some of those cards were family portrait kinds of cards. You've seen them. The families, the families of her students, the fruit, the fruit of her wisdom and the power of God's love. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And this wisdom is more valuable more valuable than a big stack of money. This wisdom is more precious, is more precious than gold. Amen.